Hello and welcome to Audio Mission, the podcast from the Church Mission Society CMS. I'm Trevor Smith. This month continues our occasional series on the five marks of mission. The mark we focus on this time is to respond to human need by loving service, and we'll meet three people doing just that through CMS. Vislandir is a medical doctor and CMS mission partner at Gahini Hospital in Rwanda, particularly working on the maternity ward. For her, the call to mission is one of simple justice and fairness. I think that if you see this situation worldwide, so it's not only Africa, but there, very clearly like in the Western world, we have concentrated all the men force and uh, the money we, we spend on health, for example, is out of proportion compared to the rest of the world. And I think we can, at the moment, really make a difference just by going out there and trying to fill the spaces like where people are lacking. What sort of mothers are coming to you? People who have the health insurance of the government, they have to be referred in order to come to us. So they all need to have their labour in a health centre. And when something would go wrong or the health centre has a reason to refer, they would refer the patient to us. So they would come to Gahini Hospital if there were complications? They come when they, when they have a problem in labour or when the people in the health centre anticipate a problem. So, for example, the women who've had the cesarean section before, they have to come to us to deliver. Could you give an idea of the size of the hospital? The hospital has about 120 beds, which give you, gives you an indication of the size, but you have to know that on one bed more than one patient can lie. So we would give basic care. In the hospital we don't have consultants working, we only work with generalists, and we are about 8 or 10, it fluctuates a bit. In maternity... We would work with, say, three doctors and uh, nurses or midwives that are about 10, and they together make a, the whole rota for 24 hours, seven days a week. That means that some of the midwives and nurses have very little time off, and they, they work crazy hours. Are the nurses mainly female? Mostly they would be female, but we also have male nurses who help other the women deliver. Uh, actually, one of our most active midwives is a, a midman. What's his name? Stephen. And you've got a really lovely big smile on your face. He's quite. Is he quite a motivational sort of person? Is there something you could tell us about him? You're impressed with him. Yes, because he's so motivated to do his work and to do it well and to, um, yeah, he's always there. And I really wonder, you know, like what keeps people going? Because sometimes I find that I need some time to to rest and to, to be able to continue. But then I find out that he has been there in the days that I wasn't there and that's... Yeah, and he does things that are 
that he doesn't need to do, but he does it because he wanted to. He wants to give good care. So I think that's very sp- special um, to find in people, and we are blessed if there are people like that. The hospital Gahini's got a huge sort of mission um, history uh, legacy. Do you feel that all the time when you're working there, the, the history and, and kind of that you're following the footsteps of other missionaries? No, I wonder sometimes like what it has been like. And I understand that in the time of the early missionaries, there would be relatively much more missionaries around. And at the moment, the general spirit in the hospital is not so much anymore about mission um, that depends on the individual caregiver Uh, and so it is not a thing we do as a group as this staff anymore the hospital is not a very outspoken mission hospital anymore because it was it is now led by the government but most of the people who work there, like most of the people in the population of Rwanda, are Christians. Most of the people in Gahini are Protestant Christians. And they are outspoken about that. When you go back, you'll be the only missionary there? Uh, the only CMS missionary? <laughs> <laughs> I will be the only CMS missionary. Uh, but I will be there with all the local missionaries. <laughs> because I think there are people in the community who are really called to also serve there in their in their own community. Give thanks for all the mission partners Vis has found in Gahini and pray for them all as they work and witness together. Another medical story now, and in a remote corner of Peru, the mission hospital de Hospiciana is providing excellent and much-needed care. Ruth Bevan recently spent six months there on a CMS short-term placement. Naomi Rose Steinberg asked her why she wanted to serve in this way. I had been working in the NHS, which was quite hard work. I was a little bit burnt out. And certainly in the life that I had been leading in North Wales, I definitely hadn't been making enough time and space for God. And so I just wanted to give six months to God and see what would happen. (laughs) And why did you um, approach CMS? I looked at lots of other medical projects overseas in the third world, things like Medicine Sans Frontières, but I felt like the right thing was for the six months to be God-centred and so it needed to be a Christian organisation was my first starting point. So I phoned up CMS without a clue what I wanted to do and right from that very first moment I felt it was that God was at the centre of it and that's the thing that was the whole point of this year and that's what's been really important Did you experience any sort of fear or trepidation about going out and if if so what was it that caused that? Um, I was quite anxious about heading out this time because I've done a lot of other travelling that's turned out to be quite hard and so although it wasn't anything specific that I was worried about I think there was just a general anxiety and actually I think that was really amazing. I want to say thank you to CMS because I needed to have no fears because the whole, every single moment I was so well looked after, so supported, um, not only by God but everyone here too. 
That's good to hear. Um, so you were mentioning that you were seeing up to about 24 patients a day. Is that right? Yeah. You, there. you see more in the emergency department or that's a bad day in clinic if you've got 24 patients. But yeah, that's that's probably about what you see because um, it's a combination of having emergencies and repeat patients and new patients but that are non-emergency. Diospiciana are brilliant because they will let you choose how many patients you want to see. They're really, really understanding and as long as you, you know, I mean, I think they do expect you to work hard but they've got a very, very real understanding of how much each person can cope with and you choose your own workload and it's really, really individualised. They, they are, it is a fantastic hospital. I really would recommend sending more missionaries. <laughs> you were talking about um, sort of the partnership that happens between Westerners and Peruvians and God, and I'm wondering if you could talk about how you saw that in action, either day-to-day or overall. Like, what's how does that partnership look in practice? Every day, the doctors meet at eight, and you start off with a prayer. Often before that, we'll have meat for prayer breakfasts, we'll there's groups meeting to pray in different languages whether you want German or Spanish probably even Quechua or English then whenever our patient's very unwell or they've got bad news often you'll pray with the patients the nurses are keen to come and join you sometimes the nurses want to pray sometimes the patients want to pray sometimes the doctors want to pray every evening there's different home groups to go to in different languages Equally, you know, there's there's sporting activities as well, but there was a women's home home group, and before training, before all these things, you'd often pray, and I just felt like it was just an amazing, amazing chance for everyone. Everyone really had a real desire to know and love God more and to serve, and I think that that's got a contagiousness about it, and which it felt like, you, you know, I just saw so much love there and I think it just felt completely like God was working. And, and that's what the hospital's famed for in Peru and that's why people travel for miles, is to see God's love, which is what I think the name means in Quechua. Ruth Bevan. Let's give thanks with her for this inspiring hospital and pray it will continue to shine as a beacon of God's love. Now let's continue our journey westwards across the Pacific from Peru to the Philippines and another beacon of God's love, Jigsaw Kids Ministries. Here, CMS Timothy mission partner Lendl Saladao leads Jigsaw, the charity founded by CMS mission partners Kate and Tim Lee. Nomaro Steinberg talked to Lendl on a recent visit to CMS in Oxford and she started by asking him about the intriguing Filipino concept of Bahalana and how that shed light on Jigsaw's mission to serve the children of Manila's slums. Bahalana is both positive and negative. It comes from Bahala, which in Malay is God. So it, 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 when you say Bahalana, or Bahalana, you're saying we are placing this in God's hand. It's now beyond our control. So that's the positive of it. When people realize that they have their limitations, and they say, Bahalana, then if they put that in the real context of it, they're saying, you now, God, now it's in your control. And I recognize that the, 
and I can do nothing separate from you. The negative implication of bahala na is when people would uh, not do what they can. They just uh, say, okay, um, what happens, what happens. In 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 Jigsaw, I'm confident that uh, the positive is what we are embarking on. We don't know uh, where our fans are coming. We don't know uh, what's uh, ahead of us. But we are certainly sure that we are in God's hand because we believe that this ministry is God's ministry. And it has been proven for the last 10 years. And so on. And as we grow, as we go on, God has provided for the needs of the children in Jigsaw. So we can say, Bahala na, meaning God's divine providence. Maybe sometimes we tend to say bahala na that we may not have any vision at all, but that's not uh, maybe true because God's vision is always what happens in jigsaw. But I hope I yeah. If it's is if it's a mindset that's prevalent in the Philippines, mm-hmm. um, is it something that you kind of have to overcome in working with children who have been encountering street life? Because are there some people who just feel like, well. That must be how it's meant to be, and you know, or I mean, is this is it something that you sort of consciously feel like you have to overcome in some people's minds? Oh uh, well, if you're referring to the children, really, uh, in, in specifically for the children exposed to street life, we call them. But we do not call chi- street children, but children exposed to street life, and that's the sense they are in the streets because for many reasons and living on the streets they tend to lose hope at all how can you have hope when you're on the street you can't even um, assured of food for the next meal so that's when they say bahala na now when we are there for them then we offer them a sense of hope but it's not uh, as easy as saying okay come with to jigsaw and there's hope no we grow in an journey of long period of time and uh, they see that and realize that as we continue to be with them we offer physical and material uh, responses like when they needed uh, hospitals or all or like when we are offering literacy and uh, some other uh, programs then they they see that that's happening so their concept of bahala na that is uh, no sense of hope becomes uh, bahala na that has a sense of hope in God's uh, providence. I know that um, relationships are always important to you. You speak about the importance of relationships. I'm wondering, how are things going with Jigsaw these days? Yes, uh, in Jigsaw, we have programs, of course. We have, uh, for example literacy, school sponsorship, emergency response, uh, kids clubs, and uh, many others. But this is the container or the cup so that the relationship can happen. And that's uh, more that we are celebrate and thank God about because we enter into a real and loving relationship with the children. We said we share the love of Christ. When we say share, it's they bring to us the love of Christ in the same way that we bring to them the love of Christ. And in the process, we see things happening in that relationship. 
we celebrate with those who are able to finish schools. We celebrate the birthdays of the children, and we recognize that uh, there are uh, difficulties in their uh, life situations. But as we engage with them with our programs, we come to appreciate and understand more uh, the realities. And so we are more and more things uh, developing in Jigsaw, for example, recently. We are helping uh, young people to have jobs because they have graduated from high school and then we send them to TESDA. It's a short course for them to uh, acquire skills. But that has been uh, created lately because they relate with us. They, we share stories, we share the aspirations, and we know exactly uh, what they need and what they aspire for. Give thanks for the long-term commitment of Lendl and Jigsaw as they respond with exemplary loving service to the great need around them, with 27 staff serving 1,200 children. The scale of human need is so vast, many of us attempted to do nothing. For our short reflection this month, we turn to another mission partner, this time based in India. She's reflected a great deal on what it means to continue to serve when your efforts seem like a drop in the ocean. Serving God there, where we are called in that, especially in working with the poor, we can only do small things, uh, but I think Jesus was also very personal. and um, But touching an individual's lives means as much as you know a big number as well and so i think yeah just keeping the small picture but also thinking that you know the big picture is not just what we see as a big picture but it's an even bigger picture that god sees which we don't the big picture is just not about okay look here's the city here's here are the problems what can we do to you know wipe out all the problems kind of that's not how god sees it, i guess so just being able to be involved in small ways, you know, with a humble heart and the, and doing it in the right spirit, I think, is what matters. That reflection from a mission partner in India brings this edition of Audio Mission to a close. Thank you for listening in 2015, and as we prepare to celebrate the ultimate response to human need, the coming of Christ, we wish you a very happy Christmas, and on behalf of all CMS people in mission, thank you for your prayers.